Greetings, and welcome to the Saved by Nostalgia podcast. I love the power glove. It's so bad. No! I feel the need. The need for speed. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. Look I what you did, you little jerk. Murdoch. I'm coming to get you. Get busy living. Or get busy dying. You are next. And the thing is, after all these years, I still look back with wonder. Welcome into the Save by Nostalgia podcast. I'm Noah Groninger alongside Clint Schweitzer. And the big geometry midterm is today. So, Clint, I hope we found time to properly study outside of doing our podcast here, starting up our boy band, all while trying to kick our addiction to the caffeine pills. That's right. Today's episode is Jesse's song. No matter what people say about this episode and topic being covered in a corny way, everyone knows the famous Jesse line. I stand firm in saying it was a moving, powerful scene. What say you, Clint? Couldn't agree more upon watching this again. And again, it's an episode I've seen uh, multiple times, you know, probably 15, 20 times, you know, since the episode was released um, in 1990. I did find this to be a, a very moving piece and a, a tremendously acted scene, of course, and we'll get to that uh, at the end of the episode. But you're right. This is probably the most famous Say by the Bell episode of all time. It's the one that uh, everybody knows the quote to. Um, and you know the one I'm referencing. We'll play it later for you, but uh, <laughs> it, we'll, we'll get into all that. But there, there's so much more at stake here, and I think that there's more um, on the, than that's on the surface here. Of course, yes, Jesse's going to become uh, addicted to uh, caffeine pills to try to stay awake and study. But really, it's about this friend group growing in ways that we had never seen before. And uh, the topics that were broached, it's really like this episode zigged when it could have zagged. Um, we've talked about some episodes prior uh, that kind of we saw a return to some of the silliness in, in episodes like Model Students and Blind Date. This one, though, wow, they really decided to tackle this. We talked to Peter Engel about it. We're going to be bringing him on, um, the show's producer, to talk about this episode and kind of what happened. This is a big seminal moment in Saved by the Bell history, but to me, it's about this friend group becoming closer and uh, the trust that starts to be exhibited between them. Yeah, kind of everyone's getting closer in this. Uh, obviously, Slater and Jesse are getting closer. They're studying together late night. Uh, she's kissing him. Uh, we see Zach and Slater kind of gaining a trust, kind of in this season, not just specifically this episode. Uh, but they're kind of trusting each other, kind of becoming friends, knowing that they can rely on each other. And it's not just this battle for Kelly uh, that we saw in season one. So uh, like you said, they are definitely getting closer. We start this one off. Obviously, Zach mentions the geometry midterm. He's not too worried about it because Zach's not really worried about anything other than dating Kelly, keeping Kelly, uh, hanging out with Kelly. That's pretty much all he's worried about. Uh, Jesse's hitting the coffee really hard and she wants to go to Stanford, but I think she might mean Stansbury. I'm not sure here. Yeah, we kind of get this mixed up in the SAT episode yeah. later on. It's going to be all about Stansbury, but here we use the real name of the school, which is Stanford. I couldn't get in there either. Um, Elizabeth Berkeley, so get in line, my friend. Uh, we do have <laughs> the girls singing a rousing rendition of I'm So Excited by the Pointer Sister. They just break into song at the max, which is going to set up a plot point later on, which is then becoming like a girl singing group, uh, a kind of a side issue to this episode that I've always really enjoyed. Zach, of course... Uh, his dad's friend is a record producer and they need a new, a new girl group like new kids on the block and he'll be their manager and they'll make a fortune. This all gets decided in about 12 seconds. Uh, Zach Absolutely. knows his producer. Like, 
Hilarious. Slater thinks it should be new chicks on the block. I mean, the strange thing is that uh, just a, a little bit ago, we saw Miss Bayside, and Kelly was butchering Blue Moon, and all of a sudden, she's just this fantastic, fabulous singer in a girl group, and they're just headed for the top with this record producer that Zach's dad knows, and it's just all sunshine and rainbows for them. Yeah, it is, and we're all, it's funny because I did mention in the... Uh, Miss Baselight episode where Kelly sings that she also becomes a lead singer of Zack Attack later on. And it's just yes. kind of funny, the inconsistency there. But uh, in this one, they are all uh, on the road to stardom and Zack sees dollar signs, of course. Not only that, but we got Thomas Patrick O'Brien is back as Mr. Dewey. And somehow, Jesse got the worst grade out of the entire class, a C on her uh, geometry test. She got a better, worse grade than Zack somehow. She's staying up and studying. She's really smart naturally, but somehow couldn't pull a better grade than Zach. Yeah, um, I don't strange. get it. Like somehow she's just geometry and her brain waves. Like it doesn't click. She's just not getting it. I guess it's possible, but it's just with how hard she studies, how studious she is. It's just like, I figure she would just like go off on her own and like get a tutor and uh, talk to her parents and just have private lessons at home, something. But yeah, Zach Moore's B+. Plus. He's Mr. Dewey's wondering if he should c congratulate the person sitting next to Zach. Uh, Jesse's just wondering how she got a C in Mr. Dewey. C, senorita, but this is geometry, not Spanish. Study hard. I'm off for my tryouts for American Gladiators. And then he does a, a quick flex, which I just love. Thomas Patrick O'Brien and his characterization of Mr. Dewey. That's why we love Mr. Dewey. And uh, he's not in this episode very much or in the show uh, going forward. Maybe... Again, I, I don't know that we see Mr. Dewey again um, on the show. I think he's in another one. They're doing like a raffle and he's there. And, uh, yeah. I think there is another one. Um, in, in the meanwhile, Slater, this is always kind of funny to me. Slater is helping Jesse study and Jesse is ignoring Slater talking about the isosceles angle of a triangle and is just flirting with him while he's trying <laughs> to talk about geometry. It's very odd. Slater has never really been known to be a studious kind, but in this situation... He's all over it, and Jesse's mind is wandering, probably because she's taking caffeine pills and she's ramped up um, on speed. Um, but Zach comes flying in the the uh, window, and of course the producer loved the tape of the girls singing. Uh, what tape, Noah? You're probably wondering what tape. Yeah. The producers have heard, and what happened in that situation? Oh, what a funny moment that was. We know Screech is a comedic genius. Dustin Diamond, uh, as Peter Engel uh, talked about in an earlier episode, but hilarious little scene in the girls' restroom there. Yeah, Screech's Sinead O'Connor. Uh, the singer, no, that's my daughter, and he's recording the girls as they sing. Pretend the, the uh, mop handle is a microphone, and they're singing in there. So that's how they get the tape. Uh, Jesse is just horrified by this. Zach has invaded their privacy. How could he do this? Until Zach just kind of floats it to her that uh, he, she is the producer's favorite. Jesse's the favorite one, and so she lets it slide by the wayside. But yeah, in that scene where there's Jesse and Slater are studying together, uh, she Slater says he's tired, and Jesse goes over and gets the pills, and uh, apparently they're called Keep Alert, and she's wanting to give Slater a couple pills, and Slater says that they're dangerous. Uh, and Jesse says, okay, maybe I won't take them. She kisses Slater goodbye. Uh, he says he'll never wash these lips again. And then she just goes, sits down and immediately takes the pills right after telling Slater, like, maybe I won't, and then she immediately takes them again. Well, and this leads, of course, to a dream sequence. She's worried about flunking geometry, and uh, she's apparently the only school she can get into now is Surf University, where <laughs> Zach and Mr. Dewey reside. Uh, he's the teacher, and he's just there to get a tan. Zach uh, doesn't want to learn anything. 
and Jesse demands to learn, but uh, Belding is the dean of students. He says, surf's up. That's the end of the dream. I always like this dream sequence. This one stands out. Mr. Dewey's in it. Uh, surf University seems hilarious to me, a great concept. Jesse's terrified about not getting into a good school, so <laughs> Surf University it is. I, I was a fan. Yeah, I like this dream sequence. It's not bad. The school bell is a conca shell to start off the morning. I like that. Uh, Jesse's, like you said, is just must learn. So Mr. Dewey gives her a quick math lesson that sunblock 20 is five better than sunblock 15. <laughs> I really like that. Uh, but before that, Jesse and Belding meet in the max and she's just adamant about, I want to go to Stanford. And Mr. Belding's like, well, I wanted to marry Christy Brinkley, but it didn't happen. I thought that was a nice life lesson by Mr. Belding. Like, Look, just some things you want just aren't going to happen for you. Sorry. Like, you can still get into a good school. I'll write you a good reference letter. But, I mean, uh, I'm with Becky Belding instead of Christy Brinkley. My life stinks. <laughs> well, the record producer, uh, he, unfortunately, aside from Hot Sunday, uh, which Zach has named the band Hot Sunday, he also likes Buns on the Run, the Spiked Earlobes, and the Zit Hit Machine, which, yes, is a breakout group. Uh, so Zach has arranged a music video for the band Hot Sunday, which he has aptly titled. Um, Jesse just can't. Uh, she has Dewey's midterm and student council and a bunch of things. She's overwhelmed. She's taking these these pills. She this is what happens, you know, in high school. People get involved. There's a lot going on, and it's easy to get into this trap. And it's just very relatable that Jesse has so much going on. But Zach's trying to kind of force her and these girls into this group where you know, hey, um, she doesn't really have time for it, but they're you know, this producer's interested, so she reluctantly agrees to, to rehearse and to do this video. Love hearing that. The one, two, three bend, one, two, three stretch. Go for it. Put your mind to it. Love it. I love Hot Sunday. They were my favorite band growing up. <laughs> my favorite girl group. <laughs> I just absolutely just love them. Uh, I've got them on my phone. I listen to it frequently. But after that, we get back to the seriousness of this episode, what this episode is really about. Slater needs to borrow a pen to, for his next class from Jesse, but he finds the pills. He says, Jesse, those pills are dangerous. And she says, yeah, so is geometry. Just like playing it off like this is, and she's just crazy, hyper acting strange in the next class. And it reminds me of my college days, the one time I took no-dose to stay up late to study with one of my friends. I'm in class the next day. I'm like tapping on the table. I'm usually quiet and reserved and just sitting there listening and wanting out. I'm tapping on the table, like speaking out in class. My friend's like, you're never having no-dos again. I'm never giving those to you. And like, I leave class early and like behind my head, I throw up like the deuces, like a peace sign. It was insane. Like no one had ever seen that for me. And I'm like, yeah, I think no-dos is off the table for me as well. So I had an adverse reaction uh, like Jesse did, but I knew when to call it quits one time. And that was it for me. I was going to be somewhat critical of Jesse's sort of overinflated uh, performance here uh, as she's on the pills and just kind of ramped up and going insane like she just took cocaine or something. But I guess you can relate to it. You've been there. I mean, I think for me, I can relate to it by uh, taking five hour energies on some of our drives home from SEC football <laughs> games. And uh, like 12 hours later, after driving through the night, like not being able to sleep for 24 more hours after that. So yeah, this definitely exists. It definitely can be dangerous habit forming in, in this case. And they're very intense scene between Jesse and, and Slater, something we'd never seen before. She tells him to mind his own business and rips her the backpack away, and he's really mm -hmm. concerned. Loved how that was done and kind of led to um, to this. But Slater tries to go to Zach with the problem, and Zach's just in denial, which is very common in these situations. Zach is in denial. It's, he, uh, he's not going to listen to this, and he storms off. Jesse's his good friend, probably the two that are the closest 
of yeah. anyone uh, of the friends because they've been friends, uh, according to the show, you know, since they were kids. And a powerful scene there. And Zach is not having it. And that happens in these situations. Oh, it absolutely does. I mean, although Zach may feel it might be true, like why would Slater be saying, but he's just not going to hear it. His best friend is not addicted to drugs. This isn't happening. Complete denial. And he's got to get out of there. And he's like, no, I'm just going to ignore this and it's going to go away. We've got, we got rehearsal and we've got this band that's going to take off and just Slater's out of his mind. He's overreacting. So he was in complete denial and uh, he comes to realize later on, we'll get into it, uh, that Slater was right. But uh, Jesse, a little bit before that, they she the geometry midterm that she's been worrying about, she finishes in record time. Mr. Dewey's sitting there asking if she got number six right. Even he couldn't figure it out on his own test. Uh, she says it's the square root of 80 over two. Zach uses that answer. Thank you, Jesse. Zach uh, hands his test in, and I found this kind of odd, funny. He, he hilariously, to me, pats Mr. Dewey on the back out of nowhere. I loved it. Just he hands in his test, gave him a little pat on the back. Mr. Dewey like looks over. I don't think that was probably in the script. He's just like, what are you doing? Wait, what's going on? This is funny. So I love that part. Well, before we get into kind of some of the more infamous uh, parts of this episode, we got to bring on um, uh, Peter Engel, executive producer, um, and he was um, a writer on this episode. So we got to get more information from him. He's come on frequently. We have a lot of guests on this show. Peter Engel's one of the best ones. He's one of the, the you know best authorities on Saved by the Bell. He was uh, created the show. So let's hear from Pingle, Peter Engel and kind of his take on on this episode and the seriousness of it. And Jesse's song. What happened was they 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 didn't they were going to do this. Always great to hear from Peter Engel. Obviously, this is a huge episode uh, in Saved by the Bell, maybe the biggest of all, so we had to get his take on it. We've got Jesse just fired up at rehearsal. It's it's strange. She's just shouting at everyone. Yeah, we'll be great. We'll be awesome. We'll knock him dead. And everyone's just looking at her like, what is going on? I'm sure, I, like, trying to get into Zach's mind. Like, is he thinking, like, you know, her behavior in class, and now there's a strength. Maybe Slater's right, but... Uh, Zach goes to pick her up uh, after rehearsal. It's time for the to actually perform for the producer. Jesse, she is just completely out of it, zonked out on her bed, has no idea where she's sp- supposed to go, what Zach's talking about. And you just feel like she's under so much pressure. You wonder maybe where that's coming from to get straight A's, to be part of the student council, uh, 
to be perfect in school, to get into Stanford. Like, where is this coming from her family? Is this pressure she's putting on herself? And she's adding stuff on top of that with this band and uh, this geometry midterm, taking it so seriously. So uh, it's powerful there. And you're wondering kind of where all that's coming from, the pressure that weighs on her. Well, there's a very intense moment right there is because she's trying to gain her wits about her and trying to figure out what to do. Zach's kind of trying to explain, you know, we've got to sing tonight. She freaks out and tries to take uh, another pill. She just says, I know what to do. I'll just take one of these. Really intense little moment where it gave me chills, honestly, as Zach wrestles the pills kind of out of her hands. And it's just one of those moments that just like it's a little thing. And I know, you know, we've both seen this a million times and say by the Bell fans all know this episode so well. Even non-fans know this part in the, this episode. But man, it just got me. The fact that Zach's coming to the realization that Jesse really is taking these pills and uh, seeing her in that state and then trying to wrestle them away. Like it's like almost like a wrestling match. They're fighting over these pills. Oh man, unbelievable moment. It kind of gets ruined a little bit because then it goes into Jesse, of course, the I'm so excited part that we all know so well. But uh, she's obviously just freaked out and doesn't know what to do. And she kind of collapsed into Zach's arms, moving, heartfelt, real, um, a lot of emotions there. And I bought all of it, to be honest. I did too. You can tell how close their bond is and how long they've been friends. Zach hugs her. He's calming her down, saying her name. Uh, kind of patting her, patting her on the back and uh, talking about, uh, remember that time we snuck out to see E.T.? Uh, we were riding our bikes. It was so dark. We were scared then. and We made it. We were okay. Uh, we're going to be here for you. You're going to be okay through this. It was a comforting moment letting her know that uh, she has this problem. She's she's She can't go down this route. They've been friends forever. He cares about her, and he's there to comfort her and be there for her. It was a powerful moment, the moment you were talking about, the wrestling, uh, just getting her away from those pills and getting her to focus on him and their friendship and how much he cares. Absolutely powerful. And the moment he's talking about like the riding the bikes at dark and uh, going to CET sneaking out kind of reminded me uh, as they're hearkening back to their wonder years. And that's kind of what we do here on the Save by Nostalgia podcast. Uh, take you back to your wonder years, uh, the wonder years you remember of your childhood. It reminded me of the wonder years and maybe something that Kevin and Winnie would do in a moment that they would share together uh, later on as uh, Winnie's struggling, as uh, she often did throughout the episode <laughs> and throughout the series. I was going to say, yeah, the, no, absolutely agree with what you said there. One, one thing that I don't really like about the ending of this episode is that the hot Sunday show goes on as scheduled without Jesse and Screech takes her place. It just did not fit with the tone at all. Slater's trying to explain to the producers that they had to replace Jesse, who's not feeling well with this thing, which is Screech. And like, I was not in the mood at all to see anything hot Sunday or anything at all. Like it just didn't fit for me. I didn't like that part. And kind of, um, I do love how it ends, of course, with the friends all gathered around Jesse's bed and offering her support and well wishes. But That's I did where not should have gone to. It should have gone to the friends yeah. on the bed, supporting her. Maybe the girls are dressed up in their hot Sunday stuff, but they don't show it. They just say, Jesse's like, sorry, I'll let you down. They're like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, But to cut to that and have Screech in there being a fool, like, yeah. I just, it didn't make sense even keeping that in. Like, If they would have done that earlier, I'm just like, why in God's name? Wouldn't you just have Kelly and Lisa? Like, why would you throw Screech in there? But just, it was completely out of place. They shouldn't have had it at all. It should have just been the friends gathered around the bed. Uh, Zach apologizes to Slater that he didn't listen to him, which was great. Uh, them coming together, kind of showing their friendship growing and how Zach can say he's sorry. And uh, 
it, it was a nice moment between those two. Jesse talks about how her mom's going to take her to the doctor and she's going to get into counseling. Uh, it was a really moving moment with all the friends coming together, supporting Jesse, uh, and just kind of off in their own little part, uh, Zach and Slater's friendship growing. You can see Slater and Jesse growing. So it was really beautifully done, except for that yeah. part where they go to the hot Sunday thing. It kind of ruined it for me, but uh, uh, still a great episode. One of the best uh, in the entire series. Yeah, I do agree. This is an this is probably an A episode for me. Um, it's one that, again, it's one of the more famous episodes in in the show's lineage. Uh, that's clear to see. And uh, I don't know. I just think that it takes it, the show to a new level, and, which has been done in in this season a couple times. We saw the prom where it was like, wow, uh, we're going to be broaching topics that we hadn't had before. I mean, the the first season you had things like the mamas and the papas. Yes, just woman. <laughs> Some really silly things that going on, which still happens, and this show is still lighthearted. It's but for Saturday mornings, NBC, which at this point, fifty percent of all American teen uh, girls were watching this show. It added a new element, and it showed you that anything's possible. They could maybe do it, um, you know, topics about other things, which they will do later on, drinking and driving. So, I think that this set a, a great standard and a great precedent for kind of what's to come, and that the show can take on different topics and ideas. And it's really. Maybe the only episode where I have empathy for Elizabeth Berkeley for Jesse. I'm not a fan of her character at all. But in this one, I definitely get it. She's more relatable. She's more real in this. And I felt myself feeling very sorry for what she was going through, which is rare because I don't like Jesse at all. <laughs> yeah, I know. This one was really good. I liked this episode. Uh, like you said, having empathy for Jesse, which is seldom. She's just kind of annoying and in your face about feminism, sexism, all of that. It just. She kind of knocks you over the head with a hammer with it, and you're just like, stop already. We get it. Like, oh, my God. But this one, you definitely feel uh, the empathy where she's got all this pressure. She's taking on too many things with student council. Now with this Bayside thing, trying to be perfect in school, uh, the Hot Sunday band, like so much going on with her uh, that you do empathize with her and hopefully gets counseling and gets better, but apparently it doesn't take. <laughs> well, right, yes, uh, that's a different story for another episode, and there will be many more here on the Save My Nostalgia podcast as we are close to rounding out uh, Season 2 here, a couple episodes to go. Very excited about that. If you like what we're doing, please uh, hit the subscribe button. We're on Google Play Music. We are on Spotify and certainly Apple Podcasts. If you have a smartphone, you have the show. You should be listening at the gym and go hopefully hearkening back to your wonder years. As Noah mentioned earlier, that's what we do here on the Save My Nostalgia podcast. Thanks so much for joining us, and we will catch you next time.